0: What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, football is back. And in case you've been living under a rock, the Bills play the Jets. Week one, Monday night football. We've got storylines, but the one that stands out to me the most, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen. Will the connection be as strong as it's been the last couple of years? Let's talk about it. It's the Rico Report. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of the Rico Report brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. It's your boy Rico, and we are back at it again. It's the 2023-24 season. And uh it feels like it's been a long time, but a short time at the same time, right? it's hard to explain. But the at the end of the day, football's back and it's coming your way this Thursday with a pretty nasty matchup with the surging Detroit Lions. Versus the defending champs, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. But there's some news out there, boys and girls. There's some news out there, and for fantasy owners that decided to draft Travis Kelsey in the first round, shame on you. Taking a tight end in the first round is absurd, in my opinion. It's either you. It's listen. It's three. It's three positions, right? Actually, two positions and two specific players. Maybe three: Lamar Jackson in the first round, Josh Allen in the first round, Pat Mahomes in the first round. If you go with those three guys in the first round. You're pretty safe because those are your top earners in fantasy. Now, you're burning a lot, but those are your top earners. So you're guaranteed big points from those cats. After that, you don't take Travis Kelsey in the first round. Well, it turns out Travis Kelsey injured himself in practice, walkthroughs, whatever you guys want to call it. Uh, a leg they're, they're calling it a knee hyperextension. And uh, if it's what it is, then, I mean, brother should be back good to go this upcoming game. I'm not saying he's going to be hundred percent, obviously not, but I'm gonna tell you this though. Uh, it's a big blow for the Kansas city chiefs. It's a big blow for the Kansas city chiefs because that is your number one weapon for Pat Mahomes. You don't got Tyreek Hill to offset that. You got Valdez Scandley. You got, you know what I mean? You got more. I think it's sky more. You, I mean, Rasheed Rice. I mean, you got some, you got some guys out there, but there ain't no Tyreek, and there ain't no Travis Kelsey. That's a big blow for the Kansas City Chiefs. But when you have Pat Mahomes and you have Andy Reid, you're all, you're always gonna be okay. But on the other hand, you got Jared Goff that's ready to roll. Jared Goff, I think, is gonna have a massive year this year, and I happen to draft. Jared Goff (laughs) in my league. So we're going to see how that plays out. But uh, the Lions, I mean, the Lions are the Lions, man. Uh, They're always going to be in it. Did they do enough this year to, you I mean, to compete with the big dogs? And you're about to find out week one, but without Travis Kelsey. So that'll be interesting on its own. But nonetheless, that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about the Buffalo Bills week one versus the Jets. I'm trying to set something up for Friday's show to bring in uh, some Jets content creators that you may already are aware of and know. Uh, my man, Dan Mitchell, uh, you know me doing this thing with the AFC East Roundtable. And uh, they got some some really good guys out there that I, that I F with. So uh, we're going to try to get those guys on there and, and let's talk some, some, some Bills football. But uh, we got things to talk about, people. We got storylines to talk about. And uh, I'm not going to hold you. all I'm going to get right into the nitty gritty. Uh, but before I get into the nitty gritty, do me a favor, folks. If you guys are subscribed, I appreciate y'all. You know I do. If you guys have been subscribed to the channel and you are a Bing Squad member, drop it in the comment. Let me know how long you've been Bing Squatting with your boy and uh, with the Buffalo Fanatics. If you guys are new to the channel and you're like, yo, who is this guy? What's this guy about? Do me a favor. Smash that like real quick. And subscribe to the channel, and you will find out who I am and who I and, and what I'm about when it comes to this damn football thing that we do uh, on this YouTube channel. So smash that like, subscribe to the channel, and let's keep it rolling. So um, I mean, we talked about the noise around the league. there's not much really to check out with, so it's, a, it's about the storylines, people. and uh, we've got five storylines that I'd love to touch base on, and I think they're, I think they're important. I think there are storylines that I think we might be sleeping on and uh, I want to, I want to jump on there. And uh, without any further ado, let's jump into the first one. And first one for me is McDermott. McDermott and his defense. All right. And you know, what? let me, let me make a banner as I, as I prep this because I think it's uh, I think it's cleaner if I, if I do that. All right. So Coach McDermott is, uh, has obviously, you guys know, has taken over and, uh, will be the man holding the defense down. All right. But here's the big one. Not only is, I see, I got their spelling wrong. Uh, not only is Coach McDermott going to be handling business, but, uh, he's going to be running the defense. He's going to be coaching this team. He's going to be doing a lot of things, uh, that he wasn't doing in years past. So things, things are different. Things are different. So the, I bring this up for a reason, right? And the storylines that, that go along with Coach McDermott is, who the hell is he going to have playing DB, right? What's his plan of attack? How is it, what, 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 what do we got here? Because to this day, we don't know who's going to be cornerback two. And to me, that's where I wanted to stick with the DB position, the cornerback position. And I have a theory. I have a theory because at this point, I think it would have been very clear. And, and unless I'm living under a rock and I have not seen this, but I think it would have been very clear who the, your cornerback to would have been by now. Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say we'd know something by now? So you're going in knowing what's going on now, maybe internally they already know what's good, but I mean, it's been up for debate. I think it's clear that Kair Elam is going to be used sparingly, matchup-wise. If there's a matchup that, that serves him proper, that's what he's going to do. But really, the competition was between Dane Jackson, and people think that Dane Jackson may have won that one. What are your thoughts? Here's my theory in this, in this whole situation between the three cornerbacks. I don't think there's going to be a bonafide number 2 corner. I don't think Christian Bentford is going to be the main corner. I would like it to be, but I don't think it's going to be. I think the theory is he's going to he's going to have them intermittently come in based on matchup. Dane Jackson may get the start, but he may not play the whole game. He might just you know I mean, I'm plugging you out. You played 15 snaps, 20 snaps. All right, Benford, you're in. All right, you know what? Garrett Wilson is, is, is just, it's a mismatch nightmare right now. I don't think it's, it's working out. Kyer Elam, get in there. I think it's going to be like that all year round. Until somebody decides to say, I'm the main guy. I think it's just going to be, he's going to rotate these guys like he's been rotating the defensive front. Because by now, you would have known who the damn cornerback is. No. Last year, we did. There was no question about it until we didn't, until Kyrie was like, all right, maybe Kyrie may not be the guy. Okay, Day might mean. So they were just, they were in and out. Benford getting hurt kind of threw a wrench in the whole situation. So now that everybody's healthy, I don't think there's going to be a bonafide cornerback too. There might be one in pencil, but I don't think there's going to be a bonafide cornerback too. I think it's all about matchups. And I don't, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that because there's going to be, a game where, hold on, we play the Raiders. We play the Raiders week two. If Devontae Adams is just cooking Dane Jackson and Dane Jackson ain't turning turning his head in time, then we might have to put the lanky, you know what I'm saying, more fit, faster cornerback in Kyure Elam on Devontae Adams, right? We go against the Jaguars. Christian Kirks, Christian Kirks. Or we got uh, Zay Jones. Zay Jones... Zay Jones has definitely improved, but we may not need Kyrie Elam. You know what I'm saying? It's, all about, it's going to be all about Dane Jackson and, and Christian Bedford, right? There's going to be matchups where we just, we won't just see a main guy. We might see a little bit more of one, but you're not going to, it's not going to be cornerback one, cornerback two. I just don't think it's going to be that way. Oh, uh, trust me. I'm not forgetting Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is going to be up there too, right? So, In a way, that's that's the way I'm looking at it. Now I could be way off, but with the way Coach McDermott does things, he's not about. He's about. Listen, I'm gonna try to find the mismatch, find where I have the advantage, and if that works for me, that's what I'm gonna do. It's point blank. It's point blank. Period. Right. That's the way I look at it. Look at look at his line rotation. You think that when Von Miller is healthy, it's gonna be Von Miller like. 80% 80% of the time on the field. Greg Russo, 80% of the time. Nah, man, he don't roll that way. It's, I need fresh legs always. I need different perspectives. I need guys that see the game differently, right? You might see, you might, Puna Ford might see something different or feel the game differently than Daquan Jones. So you might see Puna Ford a lot more in one game than the other, right? It's gonna be, a, it's just the way McDermott rolls. And I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. There's some moments where I'm like, man, just pick a damn guy and put him in there and call it a day. But it's just that's not the way he plays the game. That's not the way. That's not what got him hired. That's not what got him to Buffalo, right? He's he's a, he's not your unconventional. I mean, I don't want to say he's he's not a, a coach that's spicy. He ain't. He's pretty conservative. However, he will rotate his guys and keep it and keep it moving. And I think that's what it's gonna be with with Coach McDermott when it comes down to how he's gonna play this DB thing. Right. Think about it. You got Taylor Rapp in the game. Taylor Rapp's gonna have, he's gonna have, he's gonna have considerable playing time. Right. It's not gonna be a conventional two safeties and call it a day. Nah, bro. I'm getting my guy, I'm getting my guy that can play a little bit of linebacker. I'm getting my guy that can play some DB. And the boy can tackle. That's what I need on my squad. And these three DBs present two three like different different things they bring to the game. Kyrie Elam is definitely not afraid to get in there and get his nose dirty. Neither is is Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson definitely is not the problem with that situation. So all those three DBs are not afraid to get their nose dirty. They're not. But they present a different skill set when in coverage. So I think you're going to see a rotation of all three DBs alongside Trey White. And it's not a a bad thing whatsoever. I think that, that, that shows the strength that we have in our DB room. And having Kyir Elam as a first-round, former first-round draft pick, most might say, man, that's a bust. That's not working out the way we need to. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again, man. And it's something that I've had to kind of wrap my head around. It ain't Kair's fault that he got drafted in the first round. We saw the potential in him. We saw what was going on. And we said, yo, let's bring this on. Did we panic? Because a lot of the guys that we wanted were gone off the board. And we say, we need that. He's the last first-round draft grade that we have. We got to grab him. That ain't on Kyrie. Maybe Kyrie was better off as a a day-two guy. But we said, no, we're going to grab him. And that we did. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I think there's going to be quite a rotation in this Bills-Jets matchup. And Coach McDermott ain't going to tell you-ish until it's time. And even if he does pick a guy, it might be Kyrie Elam starts the game. It might be Christian Bedford that starts the game. But there might be quite a bit of rotation that goes on with it too. So that's that's my perspective. That's what I see uh, in this matchup between obviously Bills, the Jets, and the way that McDermott is going to attack this game from a defensive mindset, more specifically in the DB in the DB position. Now that is storyline number five. I'm going to start with the least. I don't. You know what? I'm not going to put it in order. I'm just going to just roll with it. Right. Now, before I get on to storyline number four, let me jump into something real quick that I gotta show you guys. Jets fans, I was uh I was in a I was in a spaces on Twitter. I don't care what anybody tells me, it's, it's hard for me to say X. I ain't gonna say on the on the social media platform X, man, I'm gonna call that shit Twitter because Twitter's what it. So I was on Twitter and I was I was part of a uh, a really good uh spaces um I guess we call it spaces right and it was Jets fans holding it down by the way uh Robert Aldridge says I think you're spot on trade and keep the others fresh and rotate I think that's what it's gonna be man uh I think it's gonna be it, it's it's just it just seems likely that that's what it's gonna be and there's nothing wrong with it I'm I'm I'm, I'm embracing that mindset if he does go that route if we, he comes out and says this is gonna be your starter for the year and that's just what it is then so be it We know but right now right up until him we don't even know We'll see. We're all speculating at this point. But I appreciate that, by the way. Uh, Let me let me let me take a break from storylines. I got to get into this one here. Jets fans. (laughs) People are calling X Twix. (laughs) I don't know if Twix works, but uh, (laughs) I guess that's one way you can call it. Uh, Let me get into this Jets fans for a quick second. And uh, I was in a a space spaces on Twitter the other day. And uh, it was really good. I was I was on with my man uh, Silas Widow. Me and Silas were holding it down in the Twitter Spaces. We were the two Bills fans that were actually uh, speakers in this space. And sometimes I go into these spaces just to kind of hear. I mean, get, get my ear to the streets and and, and listen to what's going on. And uh, this one was a really good one because there's some really unbiased Bills Jets chatter going on, and I like those. I didn't I didn't want something that was just over the top and just silly talk. And I'm like, yo, I'm out of here, right? So that being said, I'm listening to these Jets fans talk about what's uh, their their feelings towards the Bills, and I wanted to get I wanted to get a a pulse on how these Jets fans feel because I mean all all we deal with ourselves are Bills fans, right? Right we we have these we have these live shows. With all these Bills content creators, myself included, with you know, I mean all the other all the millions of of uh, Bills fans that I have a podcast or whichever, and a lot of them are really good, and a lot of times we're we're conversing amongst ourselves, but these Jets fans, some of them are pretty unbiased, and the conversation that that was was going on was how uh Aaron Rodgers coming to the team, how it's it's going to be a vast difference between him and Wilson, and, and I and I was, okay, I was digging that, I was digging that, and I was like, you know what? And then something triggered me uh, and had me jump in because I think somebody asked the question, how often will the Bills be running the football? How often do you think it'll be? So I jumped in there, put my hand up. I was like, yeah, let me get in here. And I said, so I answered that question, but then they asked them, I was like, Jets fans, are you guys shook of the Bills? I'm curious, I'm genuinely genuinely curious as to how jets fans perceive bills the bills team right now in the state because some folks might talk about bills as i mean it's crazy to talk about like the bills aren't going to do as well as they did last year um they're not going to be good this is where they fall off etc 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 which is a whole bunch of nonsense right so then i'm like are y'all shook out of the bills and here come the responses so it was starting off really nice and it was like, yeah, the, you know, we respect the Bills. The Bills are really good. We got to, you can't, ref, we can't forget that this team is, you know, what I'm saying they went 13 games last year. They they won the division. So these are things I'm expecting, all right? And uh, they, and they're playing it PC until one guy was like, yo, y'all aren't hearing the question. He's asking for shook of the Bills, and I was, you damn right, I'm asking if you guys are shook. What's the deal? And he was like, no, we ain't shook. Like we were ready for y'all because I my question and I doubled up on the question was like, all y'all shook number one. And like, what are you guys afraid of? Are you afraid of more of the defense, our defense, or are you afraid of more of our offense? And um, and it was it was like, no, nah, we ain't shook, we're prepared, we've been doing this, and uh, I think we're this is the year that you know we we put it all together because Aaron Rodgers, you know what I'm saying, obviously is way better than Wilson. And one guy came on and was like, man, F these bills, man. Like, y'all are y'all are just Sucking this this guy's d just to make him feel good because he's in the spaces. Man, f these bills, and that is what I want to hear, because I want to hear that animosity that Jets fans feel like they're about to just wax the Bills, and I want to hear that. Although I feel that we're still gonna lose this game, but I I needed to hear that so I can try to get myself pumped up, myself pumped up, ready for this game because this game is massive. Because the the NFL those jackasses know exactly what they're doing. Put two uh two. Big-time anticipating teams that are going to do well. The Jets having the whole hard knocks and all that, and they put them up against the Bills that have won the division three times in a row, and then Aaron Rodgers coming into it, and then you got the, the Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers golfing all summer, so there's, there's intrigue. There's intrigue in this, right? And Jets fans, they literally think they, they got this. They think they got this. And I was surprised because I wanted humility the whole time. And I expected that until one guy was like, man, fuck all that shit. We're going to wax that. I was like, bet. And now he has got me hyped up a little bit. he has got me hyped up a little bit. Um, but I will say this, though. I said, like, what worries you more, our offense or our defense? And it was, it was really them saying your offense because of, obviously, Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's unpredictability. But they also did mention that Josh Allen likes to play hero ball. and. The one thing I wanted to tell him is like, yes, Josh Allen plays hero ball, but I think he's in a space now where we, we may not need him to play hero ball because now he's got weapons spread across the field, right? He's got, he's got a weapon in the middle if he needs to attack the middle. He doesn't have Cole Beasley anymore, but now he's got Kincaid. We still have to see that materialize, but he's got Diggs. He's got Davis on the side, and we've got, we've got speed in Deontay Hardy that can kind of stretch the field if we need to for us to do what we need to do underneath. And that's what makes this a dangerous offense. And this is me putting my two cents in there, but they, they feel this offense is going to be something. So Jess fans and altogether, Jess fans do feel good about this. They feel good about this game. They really do. And they're not like, mm, I bite my nails. They're, they're more on the confident side as they should. They got themselves Aaron Rodgers. They got themselves a guy that can, can do the job, but keep in mind, man, Aaron Rodgers needs to get it down and get it right, right now. Because he's 39. And a lot of these guys, yeah, they can play late, but they're not, not everybody's Tom Brady, man. Not everybody's Tom Brady. He's probably got what, two, maybe three years left. So they're windows now. So that's why they feel the confidence. So if we could come in and sneak in and get this game, oh, would that ever be huge? But I'll touch on that a little later. So Jets fans, I appreciate y'all. I like this. I like this banter. I love there was the humility, but I also love the other side of the Jets fans where they're like, yo, F the Bills and we want them. So I'm looking forward to that. So uh, fun, fun times. And uh, we can't wait till week one. We can't wait till week one. So let's get back into the flow of things. And uh, let's go to storyline number four. Let me get my notes out. Storyline number four. And uh, that is the run game. All right. I think we all know a thing or two about the Bills and the run game and where we've been in the past and where we'd like our Bills, our Bills to be. Um, but this Bills, this Bills run game, I think, is going to be um, crucial. Not only because we've made some additions to, to this team, but we've got a running back in his second year in James Cook. We have a bruiser back that's got some speed behind him that's now healthy in Damian Harris. And we've got insurance if Damian Harris does go down and another aging back, but he doesn't, doesn't present as an aging back in Latavius Murray, but more so how many attempts are you looking for the bills to divvy up between the running backs and where do you want the majority of your touches going? So I'm sitting here wondering, okay, last year, we, we averaged giving up the I mean, running the football I about I'd say 20, 20, 20 times, give or take, a game, give or take between, I mean, between, David it up between Singletary, Josh Allen, and obviously James Cook. You're looking at about 20, 21 touches, 22 touches. So anything change this year? Honestly, does anything change this year? Is that going to be the same? Is it fair for it to be the same? We don't have the same backs. So why would it be the same? We don't have the same linemen. So why would it be the same? I could understand that we didn't, we couldn't get into the way we wanted to run the ball last year because maybe we didn't have the personnel. Maybe O.J. Howard being cut was a wrinkle in this whole situation. Maybe you know what I mean us bringing in Roger Saffold was not a good idea. It, it just threw the, it wrinkled. It threw a wrinkle in this whole situation. Now we got Connor McGovern, a younger, more spry lineman at left guard they got great depth with Edwards. Osiris Torrance seems to have the job at right guard. We already know what Spencer Brown does in the run game. He's a mauler. That's what he does. He does that well. You can't even front of that. He does that well. When he, when he ain't jumping offside, he does that well. So this Bill's run game, how many, touch, how many attempts do you anticipate that will we'll allocate to, this, to the snaps on offense? What is it, like 70 snaps on offense? 25 of those going to the run? Because that's my anticipation, about 25. I don't see it going to 30. Because that, that gets us at 65 to you know, 45. I don't know if I like that. So 25 touches? I'd say like 15 touches going to James Cook. And then the rest divvied up between Josh Allen and Damon Harris. Latavius Murray may be active. I don't know how that's going to play out, but I say twenty-five touches seems really good. So that being said, then it makes me wonder. Okay, so hold on. James Cook is going into the year two. He's looked good in off-season. He's looked good in preseason. Is he ready? For these NFL carries, is he ready to be RB one for the squad and really get into it? And I'll tell you this, man, I've been really impressed with James Cook this offseason, not because of his running ability. He's done some really good things in the minimal touches that he got in preseason. But the times that I've seen this boy lock heads with a with a blitzing linebacker and he be the one that stalls the linebacker in their tracks, that in itself is huge. That's massive to me. So that that gives me the impression that not only will you see him on first and second down, you will see him on third downs where we have to keep you in. And we can depend on you to protect, you know what I'm saying, Josh Allen, and leave him that split second or second more to have time in that pocket so he can step up in the pocket. That's huge. When a running back can do those things, that gives trust not only from the offensive coordinator, not only from the running back coach, not only, not only from the old line coach, but head coach is watching this. And most importantly, your quarterback is watching this. You'll keep this brother in because now when I can trust him to protect me up the middle, if there's, you know, there's, there's an extra extra guy coming off the side, you can pick that up. That presents a problem for the defense, because now that you know that I can stay in all three downs, you don't know whether I'm staying or I'm going. That one time that you think I'm pass blocking, a delayed little leak, and I'm and I'm probably gone if you don't if you don't pay attention to me. So that's one thing I do love about this James Cook to RB1. There's a lot for him to prove, at least to me, because I haven't seen that that game yet. I need to see that game. You guys know what I'm talking about. Everybody's got every running back has that game. I remember CJ Spiller's game, Marshawn Lynch's game, Fred Jackson's game. Fred Jackson had multiple games, right? Lashawn McCoy's game. Y'all can go and look at the Colts game in snow. It's garbage. And Lashawn McCoy is the one who kind of iced that game for us. James Cook will present that somewhere. And I'm looking forward to it. But this run game is huge because not only will James Cook be. Be the the running back, but is is he going to be the bonafide number one? Will it be trusted? To hold on to the rock. We trusted in those short yardage moments where we may not bring Harris. I need you to get me that one yard. Because sometimes there are times where we could depend on Devin Singletary to do that job. And as little as Devin Singletary was, he got the job done. You couldn't even hate on that. So I'm, I'm, I'm loving everything I like. I'm loving what I'm seeing. I'm very much loving what I'm seeing. I got a comment coming from Sarah Christine. What's up, Sarah? Sarah says that our old line will be much better at run blocking this year. Got to call the runs though. Don't only do RPOs because Josh will never hand it off girl. You are not lying. You are not lying. I, I I can't, I can't stress how much you just, you just spoke to my heart because Josh Allen is an alpha. He's an alpha player. He's an alpha dog. And if you're going to ask Josh, who do I trust born? Me or James Cook? No disrespect to James Cook, but Josh Allen's going to say, I choose me because I am H-I-M. And that's what's going to happen. So when you have these RPOs, Josh is not going to give it up. He's going to keep it. And that's what is detrimental with Josh, especially when Josh knows that there needs, there, there's a play that needs to be made. Especially when there's pressure and a, a play needs to be made. Josh trusts himself. This is where tra- Josh has to mature. And somebody got mad at me because I was saying, Josh needs to mature. And like, how could you say that? How, what kind of Bills fan are you, man? Those are the guys I do not associate with. I can't talk to you. Josh is only 25, 26, 27. Yes, he's got time to mature. He's got another 10 to 15 years in this league. He's still a baby-ish. So, yes, he's got a lot to mature about. And those are the moments that he needs to mature when I got to just give the rock up. I got to trust my RB. There's got to come a time, Josh, that he cannot do those things that he's doing. Not sustainable. So he's got to give that rock up. So I I completely with you, Sarah Christine. It's got to be a straight run. Yo, 24, you mean 24 dive. Go. You feel me? It's it's just one of those things. 36 toss. Whatever the case is, you got to give it up to him. Look at me calling elementary plays. You guys know what I'm trying to say. So this run, this run attack, I think that is it's going to be huge because not only do we have the personnel now, we actually have the personnel for the formation that we can actually run out of the uh, run the football out of and deceive the defense. What do you mean deceive the defense? Deceive the defense because they see 12 personnel, so they see big dudes, but really. You got Dawson Knox on one side, potentially Quentin Morris if we go, you know what I'm saying, if we go three tight ends. And then you got Kincaid that can bust out if he needs to or keep him in line, but you'll never know what we're going to be up to. And I think that's what Dorsey wanted to do from the jump, but it just couldn't work out with OJ Howard. OJ Howard got beat out by Tommy Sweeney and OJ Howard got beat out by Quentin Morris. So out, out goes that. And he was a big body. So here comes Kincaid. Six four, is he six four, six five? Dawson Knox is like six four, six five. He's a big boy. So you have the size, you got the personnel. And it's going to be fun to see how this run game materializes now that we have the hogs up front and we have the personnel and to be able to go into 12 and, and rock that shit. So this run game is going to be crucial, especially in this Jets game, because now the Jets are going to be looking at a totally different team. Let me tell you something, man, and since we're in this 12 personnel chatter, how often do you think that we ran 12 personnel last year? How often do you think we ran it? Do you think we ran it enough? I'm curious. If if I told you we ran 12 personnel 40% of the time, would you guys believe it, yes or no? The Bills ran 12 personnel 40% of the time last year. Would you believe that? What if I told you we ran it 35% of the time? You know, let me just put it 30, 30 is low. What if I told you we ran 12 personnel, 30% Fam, We didn't even hit 30%. We didn't hit 20. We didn't even hit 10%. That's how much we ran 12 personnel. So you're going to see a lot more of it this year. Let me just give you a little graphic here. Give me a second, folks. Here's a little something for y'all to just read here. All right, let me just kind of take that banner away so you guys can see what I'm talking about here. Boom. So, Bills would have liked to utilize more 12 personnel last year. They instead ran it more infrequently than any other team in the league in 2022. According to True Media, the Bills ran 12 personnel, only 38 of their 1,037 run or pass offensive plays in the regular season at a rate of 3.7%. 3.7%. 3.7%. Could you imagine? The team that has the talent they have on the squad right now with Kincaid, you know significantly we're going to run in 12% way more than that. 3.7%. So imagine Dorsey came in thinking, yo, I'm going to have my OJ Howard in that, and I'm going to really be able to truly run the offense that I, I'm accustomed to that I, I envision this team to run. But when you don't have that, you got an audible. I got to run out of 10 personnel. I got to run out of 11 personnel more times than none. So you are going to see a vast improvement in how often we run in 12 personnel. Why? Because the addition of Weapon X. Kincaid, and we'll touch on that in just a moment. But hear me out. Let's, let's keep going. So at a rate of 3.7%, right? And there were five games last regular season that the Bills didn't even take a snap out of 12 personnel. They were only, (laughs) let's check this out. They were were one of only five teams that ran it lower than 10% of their offensive snaps. Oh, what's going to happen? Are we going to see an an improvement in the run game? And we're definitely going to now deceive defenses because now they're not going to know what's going to hit them. Y'all, are they running the football? Are they not? And furthermore, do I leave a nickel? Do I have to bring a linebacker out? All right, put Kincaid against the linebacker. He'll cook you up every day. Or you want to you leave a nickel corner in there? All right, then we're going to run the ball down your throat. This is what one player can do to an offense, and that offense can now run whatever the heck they want, all off of matchups. So now that's going to be up to Ken Dorsey. It's going to be up to Josh Allen to really f- Get in the film room, see the tendencies from some certain defenses, see the personnel that they like to run, and then we go from there, right? So if they got DJ Reed, you know what I'm saying? They got Whitehead, and they got, I mean, I don't know their personnel very well, right? They, they bring in one of their smaller corners or a nickel. I mean, they want to press us, and, and you know what? We'll stay in 12 personnel. And we'll run the ball down your damn throat. I know they got Quinn and Williams. I know they got dogs. They got Jermaine Johnson. I know they got dogs on there. We got some dogs in our squad too. But the biggest difference is who's going to match up against Kincaid in the middle of the field. Because I know ain't nobody staying with Kincaid. So that is going to present big problems. If you agree with that, smash that like. Subscribe to the chat if you have not subscribed to the channel. I'm cooking right now. Let's roll. I got another thing that let me drop a little nugget here as well. I mean, this is, is this a new one? Hold on, let me see. Yeah, we already gave you that one. We gave you that nugget right there. Hold on, I got another one. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on a second. All right, I gave you that one too. All right. So you kind of got what I needed to, to break down to, right? So, run game. The run game is going to be, it's, listen, we're going to see how this run game is going to play out, baby. Because they're going to have to figure it out. Are we going to respect the run game? All right, we respect the run game. We're going to stack the box a little bit, and we're going to put some heavies in there. All right, cool. Kincaid, stay in line for a quick second. All right, give him that look. All right, I need you to bounce out right now. I want you now be in the slot. Uh oh, here comes C.J. Mosley. Got to cover Kincaid, or maybe here comes the safety that's got to come down. Now, now we can now switch things up. All right, where's Sauce Gardner now? Oh, well, Sauce Gardner's on on Gabe Davis. Who's covering Stephon Diggs? All right, there's no there's no there's no safety help over top. Bet, let's roll. You know what I mean? There's gonna be so many things that we can do. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun. Week one can't come soon enough. Smash that like if you guys are enjoying this content. Let's get right into it some more. Next point. Let me go into. Let me go into my uh, my notes here because I got to watch for time because I got to. I listen. I've been on vacation for a week and a half, so I got to go back to work today. It's gonna be rough for you, boy. I didn't even go to sleep today. All right. Here's the big one for me, and this is how I started off the show. Let me uh, let me get my banners right, and this is how I started off the show today. And uh, I'm a, I'm gonna get right right into it. I may not even have to do the band. I'm gonna have to just go right to the pictures. Hold on, give me give me two seconds, folks, because I I need this to be proper when I bring this up. You feel me? So where well, we got it? Where well, we got it? the the the. Here's the deal. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. You guys already know all the nonsense that's been going on all offseason. You guys already know how we ended the season last year. I don't want to I don't have to rehash everything that went down. With how the Bills lost to the Bengals and then all the the drama that that ensued and and all the stuff that happened is is, is, is stefan Diggs committed is he want to be in buffalo all that chatter right and it's going to it's 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 the dust has settled for now it's sitting on top of the rug for now if there's any type of turbulence along the way the dust will rise and that's when things get murky that's when things you know i mean it gets it gets messy. But I bring this up because this Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, this connection right here, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, right? You see these two cats? It's going to be crucial because, and this is my opinion, this could be one of those games where they don't miss a beat. We're back at it, and we absolutely just run amok over the Robert Saleh. Jets defense, although very good, but when you have alpha dogs on this squad, anything can happen. I think it's going to be a tighter game, but anything can happen. But I, what, I, what concerns me is will Josh Allen force feed the football to Stefan Diggs to appease his star receiver, to make his receiver happy, right? To keep him jovial and all these handshakes You know what I'm saying? And and all these hands should keep that all going because of all the nonsense that's happened all offseason. It's easy for a quarterback to do that. But when you do that, you get away from the game plan with everybody else. You got Gabe Davis, you got Trent Shurfield, you you got Hardy, you got Kincaid. Like, will he try to force the football to Stephon Diggs? Now, here's the deal in the matchup. With the Jets and Bills game one, Stefan Diggs had five receptions, 93 yards, zero touchdowns. Matter of fact, there were zero touchdowns thrown in that game. Josh Allen had two rushing touchdowns, and we lost the game 20 to 17. But it's not for the lack of trying, because Josh Allen attempted to get the ball to Stefan Diggs 10 times. Problem is they had a really good game plan that day and they double teamed stuff a lot and nobody else was contributing. Gabe Davis, two receptions, 33, and he had a couple drops. Dawson Knox had three receptions for 25, didn't do much for us. Devin Singletary was our second leading receiver with four receptions. It's not gonna, that's not going to be good enough. It's not going to be good enough. So I bring this up once again to find out is, is he going to force feed him? And I hope he doesn't force feed him. I hope he stays within the game plan. Like I said, I think a couple weeks ago, this might not be the Stefan Diggs game. This might be the Dalton Kincaid game. Because if they're going to do what they do with Stephon Diggs, which is going to be a lot of attention is going to be paid to him, you're going to have to, someone's going to be open. And it might be the Kincaid game. So, but Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen have to be okay with this. And I'm sure they will. You got two captains on the team that know that this, this, this window is, is it can, there's only so long that it's going to be open and, until you're really, you know what I'm saying, competitive and, and ready to compete for this. So I hope for the sake of, of chemistry and for the sake of getting the win that, Josh doesn't force feed just to keep his receiver happy. Get him his numbers, but we lose horribly. I hope that everything is within the confines of the game plan. And if it's there, it's there. But I'm hoping he's not forcing that because you don't need to anymore. I get it. Last year, you needed to do that, right? They took away. They took away Gabe Davis. In that first game, you needed to do that. It made sense. And I'm looking at the second game that they played. Just give me a second. Uh, there was two games. There we go. Then we won 20 to 12. I'm looking at the the uh, the, bo- the team stats and that the box score in there. Let me just try to pull that up real quick just to kind of give you an idea because I'm curious myself. Because that game, if you look at it, Josh Allen went 16 for 27. 147 yards and a touchdown. They, the Jets defense presents a problem. That's a challenge for us. It is. If you, wanted to, you can look at it any way you want to. Josh Allen was our leading rusher that game. Let's look at the receiving. Diggs, three receptions for 37 yards. Dawson Knox, four receptions for 41 yards. He was our leading receiver. Gabe Davis, three for 31. Isaiah McKenzie, three for 21. Although we won that game, Guess who was quarterbacking for that team? It was Mike White. Mike White. So it's far different. It's going to be far different this time. But look at what's happening. Right? How many targets did Josh Allen have? Uh, Excuse me. Let me see if they gave me the target. Oh, it doesn't show me the targets. Shame. But three receptions. So you know that it's up in his head. I hope he doesn't force feed. But the beautiful thing about this whole situation is Kincaid is now added to this game. Now, I know Josh was kind of, I mean, dealing with an injury. Obviously, late that that, that big hit that took him out, uh, what, against the, the Detroit Lions? Was it Detroit? the game before that? Right? Obviously, Von Miller wasn't playing in that game. Non-existent. Greg Russo, I think, was, was hurt that game. I'm not sure if I remember correctly if Russo was in that game or Russo missed it. No, nope, Russo was in that game. He had two sacks that game. And that's the big difference, right? Rousseau was back in that game. I think it's the, think it's the first game that he, was, he missed a bit and we didn't have the presence of, of uh, Greg Rousseau. So a lot of things can change. But at the end of the day, the chemistry between Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs is uncanny. We already know what it is. I just hope he doesn't force feed that football to Stefan Diggs. I want it to be within the game plan so we can get that dub because that's what matters. A win. The win matters. Trust me, we got 17, eight, 18 games for you to get your 100, 100 receptions and over 1,000 yards. You're going to get it. There's no, there's no question about it. We got to get this win against the Jets, especially an AFC East foe. Let me get to my next point. Let me, let me back off of that. By the way, smash that like if you guys are tuned in for the very first time. Subscribe to the channel. This is the Rico Report. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. Let's roll. Fourth point, defense without Von Miller. Up against his Jets team, are we going to have enough pressure to get to the very skilled and accurate Aaron Rodgers? He doesn't like turning the football over. I think last year was the most turnovers he's had in his career, give or take, or tied. But he's not typically a quarterback that gives the football up. So will we put enough pressure? Will we get on him enough for us to get this dub, for us to affect the game enough versus that offensive line of the Jets? But it starts with our guys. Leonard Floyd taking over on the right-hand side for where Von Miller normally situates himself. The addition of Puna Ford, right? Greg Rousseau going into his third year. Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver. You know what I'm saying? So we've we've got some dogs. J- settle. We've got some dogs on the squad. And we've we've fortified the interior of the line so we can mitigate that run game. Brees Hall. And I can't. How do you how, I'd be remiss if I didn't even talk about them? Brees Hall coming back off of an injury, but how healthy he will be, who knows? But you know who is going to be healthy enough to come play? And that's Dalvin Cook. So Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall, both these boys are going to come in and try to affect this game. You know how it's going to be. Week one is so unpredictable. But one thing's for sure, everyone tries to establish their run game in week one. And I'm going to tell you, it still sticks in my crawl that we allowed 174 yards rushing in the first matchup against the Bills, the Jets and Bills. That is, it's, You're not winning games when you're allowing that many running yards on our defense. So that's why in comes Puna Ford, returns Daquan Jones. Tim Settle should be better this year. Phillips is back, and we fortify that line a little bit more. We need that. So we don't need to have these big gaping holes and allow these guys to run all over us. Let's not forget, 174 yards rushing last year and didn't even have Brees Hall. They didn't have because Michael freaking Carter, for crying out loud. Knock it off. The second game was, was Zonovan Knight. Was it Zonovan Knight? It was Zonovan Knight, I believe. 17 for 71. Who? And you're allowing this man to rush for 71 yards and getting a four yards a pop? Nah, we got we to fortify that. We fortify that run defense. We set ourselves up for success. We let them run all willy-nilly on us. It's a problem. So this defensive front, is going to, It's going to serve a big purpose for us to, to have this game. My gosh, you, you, you made me forget about that. We had Jaquan freaking Johnson, the undersized safety in Jaquan Johnson, trying to come in and, and, and run support. No, that ain't going to work. That ain't going to fly. That ain't going to fly. So that's why we fortified the front. We fortified ourselves on the back end with the addition of of, uh, of Taylor. So let's make it work. And we will. We should. Kirksey, It's just a matter of time before Kersey comes in alongside Milano, and we'd have a respectable defense. A defense that not many holes. Not many holes. I'm not saying we we flawless because we're not. But my goodness, man, we made some. We've made some some strides. We made some 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 adjustments. Hopefully, that helps this defense. But the Jets are definitely going to be paying attention to our defensive front and seeing if they can test us. See if they reach out and poke us and see if we'll, see how we respond. I hope we respond with those additions because I mean, we didn't bring in Puna 4 for no damn reason. Although we got him for the low-low, we brought him in for him to be a bowling ball in the middle of that defensive front so they don't just push us around. And that Jets O-line ain't anything special. They got guys coming back. I get it, but golly, man, so do we. So do we. So that defensive front, we definitely gonna be watching for defensive front. When does Kirksey give join the squad? Who knows? Doubt it. It'll, I doubt he'll be ready for week one. So it's gonna be let me see the Dotson show, or it's gonna be Terrell Bernardo. Who knows? That's gonna be a messing it on its own. But oh, eventually Kirksey will then be joining the squad. We just don't know when. The one problem that I do know we have is we this this tackling issue that we have had lately. Where we don't want to wrap up, we just we just looking like some just nah man. Because I remember that first game against the Jets when they ran for 174 yards, we couldn't tackle for it. It's like we were scared. So I hope that we the dogs come out on these guys and we ain't scared of nobody. We just we handle business the way we're supposed to handle business, and that's the way I look at it. Last point before I get out of here, folks. Last point before I get out of here. I mean, let me get this down pat first. Let me, write this, let me write this B down, right? Let me get my nose first. So let's recap before I get to my last point. Obviously, we're looking at Coach McDermott and his Bills defense. the Cornerbacks, How that going to play out? Is it going to be a rotation-based? Is he going to actually choose a cornerback, too, and that be the majority starter? I don't think it's going to be the case. I think he's going to rotate that. It's going to be based on matchup. If a, a route-running receiver is just killing us, guess what? We got a, we've got a man-to-man guy. Kyer, you're in. Handle your business the way you're supposed to. All right. We, we seem to have a good grip on this defensive, this defensive scheme versus this team. Dane Jackson, you got this. Right, you know what? I'm going to rotate it. I, th- I think I need more size in Christian Benford. Christian, you're in. So I think it's going to be on a rotational base uh, going forward with how the cornerback spot is handled. Just my opinion. The run game, who will be featured? Is James Cook ready to be that bonafide number one running back, that star that we need? That twelve personnel will certainly help. It'll create decision-making for the defense. What do we do? Do we bring a nickel? Do we keep a linebacker out there? All right, you want to keep a linebacker out there? There's no way that linebacker is going to cover my guy and James Cook. This guy could be a big problem this year. I hope for the sake of this run game, for the sake of you know what I mean, turning things around, I hope he's that dude. Third, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. We talked about that. I don't want to see you forcing that football to the man just because, you know what I mean, he's a receiver and has that diva label. Man, bump all that diva nonsense. I personally don't think he's got that diva label to him, but some people do. Don't be forcing that football to this man. Stay within the confines of the game plan. It's going to work out no matter what. He's going to get his numbers. Don't you worry about that. But the most important thing is he wants to win we all want to win so let's get to it this is where josh's maturity is gonna to have to come in as a you get the ball when i see that is fit for you to get the ball and if it's there but i ain't gonna force it and you're not about to intimidate me and give me one of these on the sideline because you feel some type of way you want to talk to me you're gonna to talk to me like a grown-ass man <laughs> you feel me you're not gonna do this to me no more man next time you pull that shit i'm gonna pull you by your helmet but yo Cut that shit out, man. You want to talk to me? You talk to me in the freaking sideline. You, you talk to me on the, in the locker room. Don't be doing that shit. You know people are watching. It's like it's like you're a parent before you leave for the grocery store. You tell your kids in the back, you know, don't don't, don't 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 you embarrass me. Don't you embarrass me. We're going to do this. We're going to go, and then we're going to get out. Josh Allen before the game, you know, don't you embarrass me. I may not be able to get you the ball right out of the bat. Don't you come my way and try to talk your ish. Because that shit gonna, ain't going to happen no more. Because I'm as focused as I've ever been in my lifetime. Isn't that what Josh said? So we about to find out. <laughs> we about to find out. Fourth point. Fourth point was the defensive front without Von Miller. Von Miller is a big time attacking lineman. Right? He can get after it. He's a former. He's, he's, he's going to be a Hall of Famer sometime soon. I mean, give him the next seven years. He's going to be like eight years. We'll give him eight years. We'll give him two more years with us. Maybe a third. I don't know. But listen, you know he's going to be a Hall of Famer. So, wait till he gets healthy and he'll be, it's going to be a problem. But until we do, we got to deal with Leonard Floyd. We got to deal with Greg Rousseau. We got to deal with Puna Ford. You know, and so we got to deal with, you know, Phillips. All these cats, all these cats are going to have to step their game up because Von Miller's not there. You got to show that you can do the job without Von Miller. Von Miller just can't come here and save your ass. It just can't work that way. AJ Panessa, you had six and a half sacks last year. Let's build off of that thing. I'm just saying, Greg Rousseau, you had eight sacks that year. You missed, what, three or four games. You were, you were looking jacked up more than ever. You got shit to prove, baby. Von Miller's not there, so be it. I'm Greg Rousseau. Let me show you what I got. So that's a, there's a lot that plays into this, right? So Von Miller not being there is a blessing almost. Let's see what we could do without Von. Because when Von does come back and we're a well-oiled machine, he just makes it even better. So let's hold it down for Von Miller. That's what, it, that's what it comes down to. All right. Last but not least, man. Let me get out of here. Let me just give you guys. Let me give you that last point. Storyline number five. Dalton freaking Kincaid. I'm gonna just get right to it. We didn't draft this brother to bring him on to just to just to just to, just to get him in line and you mean know, play touch, play touch and, and block. No 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 no. My, that brother is Weapon X. That's Weapon X. Stephon Diggs to your right or left, or wherever he decides to be, the eyes are going to be on Stephon Diggs because he, he, he commands that. Gabe Davis is no slouch either. He's going to command some attention. So now defenses are going to have to be like, all right, all right, what's going on? All right, you know what? Don't worry about the rookie. Rookie tight ends don't really do work, so let's not focus on that. Nah, bro. He's going to do work. You see how Mark Andrews and I know they're different, they're different players. What's they're different players completely? But Andrews is someone you have to pay attention, even when they knew the ball was going to, to to Mark Andrews from the Ravens. He was still doing work. So Kincaid is only going to present problems for these defenses. And this is how I'm going to tie this all up. Don't forget, we only did 10, we did 12 personnel, 3.7%. Of the times last year. We did it 37 to 38 times out of a thousand and thirty-seven snaps. Oh, that thing's about to move up. Trust and believe that. That's gonna be that's about to move up. And once we do start giving these guys these 12 personnel, it's gonna be problematic. They're not gonna know what to do. Because don't forget, I haven't mentioned Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is an athlete on his in his own right. So Pick your poison. At the end of the day, pick your poison. If it's not the middle of the field, it's on the outside of the field. And if it's not on the outside of the field, guess what? It's down deep to Deontay Hardy. Oh, you don't want us to go downfield? All right, Trent. Sure, you get in here, because I know you're a master. You're a master run blocker. So we're gonna run the ball on you. Oh, you don't want us to run the ball on you? Figure it out. This is where Dorsey's just gonna have to put it all together. I know this is year two for Dorsey but this is year six for Dorsey with this team. You got this. Everything is, is, you got everything you need, bro. You got a young tight end. That's your Travis Kelsey, if you will, on the squad. You got a bonafide elite receiver in Stephon Diggs. You got an up-and-coming receiver in, and I didn't even mention to you, Khalil Shakir. I didn't even mention to you, Damon Harris, when we get into the red zone. The potential for this offense to remain a top-flight offense is there. Is there. We just needed to make a few tweaks to make sure that we stay within, you know what I'm saying, being a top offense. We were the number two scoring offense last year. You think that shit's going to change? Heck no, it's not going to change. We're going to light shit up like we used to. But it starts week one against the Jets. But the Jets are not a joke. The Jets are not a joke. And here's the last point I'm gonna make. And I might make this point again on Friday. But I know that you guys have heard me say that we don't win this game because I just don't feel that we got I don't think that we're gonna get this one. I know we're gonna we're gonna split we're gonna split the the series one one, but I think they get the first one because they're home and it just it's just gonna work out that way. But the storyline could change, and this is my this might be what the Bills need. They need to have that extra layer of focus. They need to go on the road to prove to everybody that there is only one New York team, and that's the Bills. So let me rain on your parade in New Jersey. Let me get that dub, and let's head back to Buffalo. Let's head back to Buffalo, and we'll host the Raiders. Jimmy G coming to town, and let's get let's get up on them in 2-0. That's... I, that's the way we got to come into this. We got to come into this knowing that we are on the road. with the underdogs in this. We're probably going to be underdogs. They're all talking about the Jets' hard knocks and, and Aaron Rodgers coming there and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers talking-ish on the field saying, yo, you don't, you, you know, I don't even know you. Boy, does that piss me off when these stars come in and say, yo, who are you? I don't even know you. Bitch, I don't give – I was about to cut. As a defensive front, I'm like, I don't care who you are, whether you're Aaron Rodgers or some scrub anywhere i'm gonna am going put hands on you and when you got a quarterback talk about who are you i don't know who you are boy that shit got, yo if every defensive front on the bills should be salivating to get after freaking aaron rogers and when you put it when you put that old man on his ass you can let him know who your name is man just turn around and give him the rvd and greg rousseau baby what what you want leonard floyd what you want Matt Milano. That's what you want to give that fool, man. Talk about who are you. Oh, did that ever irk me? Did that ever irk me? Get the heck out of here with that. But this is this is how we can go about that. I don't care what these bills do. Find some kind of bulletin. Put that thing on the board. And whatever y'all need to get that dub, get that dub. I know I'm picking against the bills. I know I am. But boy, do I want this win. Y'all already know how I feel, man. I don't like that own one feeling. 0-1-1, hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Can't stand it. Don't want anything to do with it. We got to get this win. We got to win. I want this win. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the Jets. The Jets, I mean, the Patriots is the team I hate the most, followed by the Cowboys, and then you got the Jets. But the Jets are creeping up there. Chiefs are. Chiefs are there too. I don't like the Chiefs. And then on top of that, you got DJ Reed talking about Yo, this this defense is good enough to, you know what I mean, be on the scale as the eighty five Bears, huh? This defense is good enough to be like the Legion of Boom back in twenty thirteen, huh? Like Richard Sherman said, <laughs> when Rico Maynard went wild on you, I know. But like Richard Sherman said, Richard Sherman, said, I listen, man, I'm with you. We didn't come in saying that we were gonna be the eighty five Bears. We just knew that we were good. And that we knew what we wanted to do. And that we became the Legion of Boom. But when you put out there, when you say, you start saying that we're good enough to be like the 85 Bears and the the, the Legion of Boom, Seattle Seahawks. Every one of your guys has to be on top, has to be ready to roll like that. And I don't know if you got the dogs for it. You got enough dogs on there? You have enough dogs to bark with the Bills? We'll soon find out. We'll soon find out. So that's it for me, folks. Let me run it back and give you the the five things we touched on. Dalton Kincaid, Weapon X. He's the one that opens up this office, man. He's the one that allows us to go into 12 personnel. He's the one that allows us to to deceive these defenses, to think we're going to do this and we do another. We couldn't do that last year. We didn't do it last year because we couldn't do it last year. Now we can. That's number one. So Dalton Kincaid, Weapon X, that needs to be utilized come this Sunday, this Monday, excuse me, Monday Night Football. Rookie be damned. He's now in the league right now, and he's going to do work. That's just what it's got to be. Number two, defensive front without Von Miller. Everyone needs to step up. That's just what it is. Make Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable. That's just what it is, man. And the and the guys on the backside will do the job. I just that, that, That's how it's got to be. It's number two. Number three, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. Don't force it. There's nothing. You don't need to force a damn thing. Play within the confines of the game plan. If it's there, it's there. You ain't got to force the ball 18 times to the guy just to make him happy. Please don't do that. I can't see it happening, but I could see it happening at the same time. Because of all the things that happened in, you know what I'm saying, in the media and all that stuff. Because I can see Josh saying, you know what, let's shut everybody up and let's get going. I'm going to just feed the ball to you until, until they, can't, they can't do it. And if that's the case and you can do it, sure. But not to the detriment of this team where you, you're turning the ball over. Let's not forget, Josh Allen was one of the most turnover-worthy quarterbacks last year. We got to eliminate that. That's where the maturity comes in. Number three, the run game. Now that we're able to run into our personnel, now that we have a number one running back in James Cook going to his second year, going to prove why we drafted him, the man can catch out of the backfield. He runs route as smooth as ever, looking like looking like Marshall Falk back in the day. And you can trust him to protect your quarterback. Those blitzing linebackers, my man can come in and just handle business. I've seen it done. He did it in the preseason. Trustworthy enough to be on the field on third downs. We'll see how that plays out. And last but not least, Coach McDermott and his Bills defense. We don't know who's going to be cornerback, but I don't think it matters. I think there's going to be a rotational – I think it's going to be on a rotational basis. If we, have, if we have a matchup issue where this guy's giving us problems, Kyer Elam, you're in. I need you to handle business. I need to shut this brother down. All right, we're going up against a team that does well, very well with, with schematics and moving places around. Okay, we're going to play a nice zone. Christian Bedford, you're our guy. Dane Jackson, you're always aware. You're always aware of where you need to be. You're always in the right position. Just got to turn your head a little bit more. You're going to be there. It might just be on a rotational basis. And that's just the way McDermott rolls. So, that being said, folks, those are the five storylines that I will be paying attention to in this game. And then we'll talk about, we'll come back on Friday and we'll talk about the five takeaways. What do you want to see in this game? Uh, I think it'll be fun. I'm going to try to get myself some uh, some gents content creators come on and give us a perspective on how they're feeling, and uh, you guys will be able to you may jump in there and and you may ask your questions, and then we'll go from there. Uh, but before I get out of here, 10:25 on my side, 11:25, 9:25 uh, on your side. Uh, questions, concerns, things that you'd like to see, things that you think I missed in this show. Here's your opportunity right now uh, to ask your questions in the chat. Uh, while I do that, I'm going to go back there and uh, and jump in on some super chats here. And by the way, I got to give a shout out to my man, PVC fam. What's up, PVC fam? Just became a member, and I appreciate you, PVC. <laughs> bing, biggity, bing. Welcome to the Bing Squad. Much love. I didn't forget about you. Appreciate you. Uh, I got a super chat coming in from my man, Brandon Lisi. What's up, Brandon? Brandon comes in and says, uh, hoping that the unity between Hyde and Poirier and White will be as positive as we think it will be and uh i i really hope so too because let's not forget and this is crucial i don't see a lot of people talking about it i think a lot of people think that is just going to go right back to how it used to be where these young spry safeties were in the league and handling business as one of the top dogs and all that stuff that's great but let's not forget we have a we have two safeties over the age of 30. we have one coming back from a pretty serious neck injury his neck is now fused you have a another safety that was considering retirement, so one leg in, one leg out. Who knows which, which leg he's more standing on? Will that chemistry remain? Will that chemistry continue? I'm sure it will be, but Father Time always catches up to brothers. Father Time always catches up. I just hope Father Time doesn't come this year. Come back in a couple years now. Leave leave these guys alone. Let these guys you know what I mean, enjoy this game for a little longer. After in their spry, you know I me, mean, early thirty cells. But I'm, I'm with you, man. If these guys can all get on the same page and they're, they're, they're one, one sound, one band, one band, one sound, that's going to be a beautiful thing. If you guys know that reference from, shout out to you. One band, one sound. If we can have that, that's great. You know what I'm saying? So the, the other guys will just have to assimilate and get it together. You see what's happening? Ship in. Taylor Rock comes in and Taylor Rapp knows what's going on. He can feel the, you feel the vibe. Once everybody's on on par, we'll be good. With the addition of Christian Kirksey, that as a leader in on his own, you got to give us a big shout out to that. If he can if he can get in there sooner than later, it makes the defense better. It's just what it is. Brandon, Lisi, I appreciate that comment, my G. I got another uh, uh, super chat coming in uh, from uh, on the Facebook side. What's up, man? Michael uh, Appenheimer. What's up, Michael? Michael comes in and says, "Yo, we punched." it. I'm thinking he's saying we got punched in the mouth in the playoffs. The wait is over. It's time for a revenge tour. We run the East. Let's effing go. Listen, man, we've run the East for the last three years. I love it for it to continue. And that's the hope. That is the hope that it continues. We'll see how, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how this plays out. Uh, Tom Jam for Life. What's up, Tom? Tom says, Yuriko, I've retweeted on someone. I've retweeted on someone message that the Jets will blow out the bills. Okay. So let me let me play. Let me let me show you guys something. There's something I didn't get to show you guys, and I gotta jump in there. Thanks for that, uh Tom. Cause I gotta I gotta bring this in here before I dip and get out of here. So here it is. So check this out. Look at this mess, all right? Let me take out uh let me take this comment out. So I'm perusing through Twitter like I, I normally do. I'm sure I'm seeing what's going on. And look at this. It says, if Zach Wilson beat the Bills and a broken Mike White almost beat them, what do you think is going to happen when, with Aaron Rodgers on Monday Night Football, right? So that's Andrew Esden Jr. He, Andrew Esden, he thought he was cute with that little tweet, right? So then here comes Sauce A-Rod. I genuinely believe that the Jets might win by 20 plus and the Bills might not score a TD. But people aren't ready for that kind of confidence yet, for crying out loud. The number two scoring offense. The number two scoring offense, you think that you're just going to just shut out Josh Allen. You're going to shut out Stefan Diggs. You're just, we're not going to score no points on y'all. We're not going to score any TDs on y'all. You're just going to walk in and punch us in the mouth like that, and we ain't going to score. Not even, not even a touchdown. The nerve. And this is what I'm talking about. You got some Jets fans that are that have some. They're, they're, they've got some humility. They're like, "Yo, this is gonna be a tough game. This might not be high scoring." I would have been happy if this brother said, "You know what? I don't think there's gonna be anybody that reaches over 20. I think it's just gonna be a close, tight game." If you go back to to the, the matchups between the Bills and the Jets, one game was 20 to 17. The other one was 20 to 12 less than 40 points on both sides of the ball. So it's gonna be a defensive matchup, y'all know that. And now because Aaron Rodgers is here, you think that he's just gonna let the board up. Let me remind you, Aaron Rodgers against the Bills, not a great track record, not a great track record. I respect the man, but ain't a great track record. But these Jets fans, I'll tell you, man, they feel good. They feel good. And this is why I just wanna come in there and just have these Bills whoop that ass. I really I really need them to whoop that ass so these Jets fans can shut up, and then I can come in on that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and just rip into them all week (laughs) until we play the Raiders. Because that's just the way I feel about these Jets. Oof, we need that. We need that. Oh, my God. We go, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. Uh, Are they as delusional as Dolphins fans? Uh, (laughs) I think they're all delusional at one point. I think they're all delusion at one point. But I'm sure that's what we were like when we when we brought in Drew Bledsoe. We're like, oh, shoot. It's over for the league now, man. We got Drew Bledsoe. Y'all saw the results of Drew Bledsoe. Oh, shoot. We just drafted a first round quarterback out of Tulane. You know what I'm saying? Here comes J.P. Lossman. Yeah, you saw how that turned out. Oh, shoot. Here we go again. Florida State. E.J. Manuel. Y'all are done right now. We got your ass. Yeah, y'all saw that. You know, go on. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Here comes Nate Peterman. Nate Peterman. (laughs) Y'all know I'm playing. But we nailed it with Josh Allen. We nailed it with Josh Allen. And now we got to handle business. Now we got to handle business. Oh, shoot. No, I got no more. But by the way, shout out to uh, Nate Peterman. Nate Peterman just got the second quarterback job uh, behind uh, Justin Fields. With the Bears, I'm sure we could have signed Nate Peterman. I'm sure we could have. He could have easily been our second, our second string quarterback. But what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Boy, did we go through some quarterbacks on this Bills team, did we not? Who we who we anyway, folks. That is my time. Uh I appreciate y'all. By the way, I need you guys to uh stick around because uh my man Rev is gonna be hitting y'all up right after this show. So if you guys are still like, man, I still want to listen to some Bills talk. Uh, my man Rev is gonna be jumping in right after this. And uh he's gonna he's gonna drop a little something that he wants to share, share with y'all. So keep an eye out for my man Rev coming through. But for those that are tuning in right now, do me a favor before you jump out of here, smash that like. We are trying to up the ante on our subscribers. Uh, we 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 had a lot of y'all fall asleep this offseason. I get it. Sometimes the off-season is on for y'all. You're starting to come back and get things popping again. So do me a favor, smash that like, subscribe, and share this to any other Bills fans that are looking for this type of content because i am telling you right now, once the game starts, post-game start, when Pierre starts sipping on that, I mean, Jose, the Jose Cuervo, Cuervo, you know, it's game over. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna, we're going to have a good time. And we got a few things coming your way, people. So uh, keep, keep an eye for what we got coming, man. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. It's the Rico Report. We appreciate y'all, man. And uh, listen, man. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I got to get the head to work. I mean, it's been a while. I'm going to, I'm not even looking forward to it. I'll be walking in looking like a hot mess. You know what I mean, but it is what it is. So we'll catch you guys on the flip side. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. It's the Rico Report. It's your boy Rico. And I'm gone. Y'all have a great night. Catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. Let's go.